0: Hello, and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We are so excited to bring you this show.
1: Our podcast is all about unraveling all of your favorite mysteries from the Assassin's Creed games. Each episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Assassin's Creed universe. From pieces of Eden, solar flares, and the Isu, to the Hidden Ones, the Order of Ancients, and of course, the Animus, we will seek to uncover it all.
0: So join us and maybe even take a leap of faith. And welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast, where we talk about Assassin's Creed and its lore. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And you may notice that I am without my co-host today. So normally Shelby does intro this show, and she is not with us today because we are talking about a topic that has to do with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And she's currently playing that game, and we decided we didn't want to spoil anything for her that she can experience in the game. So I am joined here by a guest, uh Shins, who is from the Discord. You may have seen him on our Dragon Age show, but he is here to help me out and fill the role of co-host. So, hey, Cash, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm good. Um, so thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming on and being Shelby so you can channel your inner Shelby for this episode.
2: <laughs> no i appreciate it thank you so much for having me
0: yeah so just kind of like briefly to intro like when we asked this to all of our guests uh what got you into assassin's creed where did you begin what games have you played what's your experience with the franchise
2: um so i my the first game that I played actually was the first one when it originally came out assassin's creed one and i very much enjoyed it i enjoyed the um the, the pretty open world nature of it. Um, at least, you know, the equivalent of it at the time when the game came out and then just all of the, um, the, the historical context to it, um, that kind of pseudo historical plot to it. And then just the, the detail of the actual world building and, um, mm-hmm. like, is it like the architecture and just like the way people are going about their lives in the game. I, I enjoy it all so much.
0: Yeah, and if I remember, like the you just said, but you are a huge Greek mythology nerd.
2: I am. Oh, and that was the other part to to your question. So I played the first game, and then I was playing the second one, and I will be honest, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit this, I did not finish the second one, and I kind of fell off of Assassin's Creed for a, uh, a real long time um, until about... I'd say probably about a year ago or so at most. I finally was like, I want to get back into this, and I got Odyssey because I was like, oh, I know, you know, I haven't played any of the other games, but I figured I love Greek mythology. This feels like a great, you know, place to jump in. I'm sure I'll pick up anything that I that I don't get. Um, absolutely loved Odyssey, and then. Um, Really, really liked Valhalla. I'm almost done with that, and then I have started Origins. I need to work it a little bit further into that, um, but I really love this this uh, this trilogy or saga that they have so far.
0: Um, get ready to sob uncontrollably with Origins.
2: <laughs> I, I'm prepared for that. I enjoy that uh, that emotional pain. Sometimes it, it's what brings me to video games.
0: Yes, the trauma. You come to video games for the trauma.
2: Oh, I do. You know, my life is just so nice and happy with pain-free. I need, I need to get that from somewhere. Yes.
0: yes. So today, as we said, today we're going to talk about Layla Hassan's assassin cell. So for those of you who might be joining us on this episode or haven't been caping up in a while with the podcast, we've been talking about various modern-day assassin cells. So the small little groups that are fighting the Templars in the modern day. And so last time we finished up with Galina Vorarina's cell, and we're starting today with Layla Hassan's cell. And so with all the cells, I go over their members. And so we're just going to start right there. So we have Layla, and I'm not going to go too deep into Layla's backstory or anything like that because... We will do a character deep dive on Layla because she deserves her own kind of thing. But she is a former Upstergo employee. She was contacted by the Assassins, by William Miles, after her work in Egypt with Bayek and Aya. Uh, she would have a brief time with Charlotte de la Cruz, Arend Harlan Cunningham, and Kiyoshi Takura in Quebec in this time, where they would find, and she would basically be introduced to the Assassin's Brotherhood and start her journey there. She is an expert in Animus technology, so enough to design her own Animus. That, and she's very, very good at it. In fact, Alethea or other Isu note that Layla's model of Animus could be influ- could be used to influence time rather than just experience it. Lots of implications, and I have my own feelings about time travel. So,
2: yeah, it seems pretty major.
0: Yeah. Um, Layla kind of shoots it off, just, just like this is just a theory, it's not that possibility, but it does have some implications down the road because of how Valhalla ends. The next one is Dr. Victoria Bibo, is how I'm going to pronounce that. I'm assuming it's French. Uh, She is a Canadian assassin. She is also a former Abstergo employee. In fact, Layla and Victoria worked together at Abstergo. She's a medical expert. She serves as the medical expert for the team, watching Layla's vital signs, while she's in the animus, and just experiencing all of that and constantly advising on Layla's physical health, but also her psychological health for the team and when she's using the animus. The next member is Kiyoshi Takura, or Takayura. Um, we know him, if you've been listening to the podcast. He has played a role in several Assassin's Cells. He is a former Yakuza, which if you don't know, the Yakuza are the kind of Japanese mob. It's a kind of really shallow way to like look at it. It's a little different, but they're the Japanese mob. And so he was a former member of them that was an assassin, and he is looking for a fresh start after the death of Charlotte de la Cruz at the end of all the Assassin Creed Uprising comics. It's a big thing. Otto Berg does a lot of damage. Charlotte de la Cruz dies, and the whole team is just all kinds of depressed and trauma. And so he is the enforcer of the group. He's there to be the muscle. He's there to intimidate people. He's there to get people out of scrapes when they have things that come happen. everybody needs some muscle yes Um, which he like is not that muscular I mean he's like he's not like he's not like a twink but he's not like big burly man like
2: hey all that matters is the skills you don't necessarily need you know 80
0: pounds of muscles just to show off it's all about the motion of the ocean yeah (laughs) not the size of the boat yeah So this one is the last one. And I thought this was really interesting because we don't get a lot of her in the game. But Alana Ryan is the last member of the cell. She is a linguist and an expert in church construction. And so, you know, I have a background in higher education, in theology and all this stuff. And like, this is my dream, like, to be an expert in languages and building construction. Like, if I could get paid to do that for, like, all these things that have, like, zero practical skills, zero practical applications in the world to just know all this intellectual knowledge, that is the dream.
2: Does your dream also include working with assassins, or is it just the and the I mean, that, the that's like a plus,
0: but I would only want to work with assassins if I was never at risk for, like, corruption from a piece of Eden or, like, being attacked by the Templars or, like, any of that, like i just want to research but i just want to have this, fun guys yeah i don't want to get i just want fun please. i just want to be a nerd and learn about mm-hmm. all this history stuff but she is fluent in ancient greek and latin which and but that's just fun to know all those languages and then she was a trainee assassin so she is actually off site she is not with the team it's, it's actually only advising from afar Now, you can interact with all of these people in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Victoria is obviously present in the safe house with Layla. You can go and talk to her whenever you go out of the animus. You can talk to Alana via the computer. You can go up and basically have like a FaceTime audio call with Alana. Uh, And then Kyoshi is available via like walkie-talkie radio that you can go off and you find them there. Now, I have to know Cash. Did you talk to the people when you were forced out of the animus?
2: Okay, I believe I did. I uh, so I've done two, I've done three playthroughs. If I didn't on the first time, I definitely did on the second time, but I was still a little bit triggered by it by by the modern, you know cutaways because I my one of my biggest complaints about the first game was I hated the modern segments to it and it was so slow and like look, up, I mean, At this age now, I'd probably enjoy it more, but as like, you know, a 12 or 13 year old kid when it came out or however old I was, like, I just wanted to go back to the action and not that slow, like, oh, solve this mystery. Like, what's really going on here? Um, But I enjoyed that it was with Odyssey. it, It seemed to be cut down more so, but also like still had good character depth to it, to everyone there.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's the team. Any like things that stand out about the members of the team or anything like that.
2: All right. This is just a little fun tidbit first. I did not realize that Kyoshi was a gender neutral name. Um, because I'll be honest, the only time that I had heard it was um was Avatar. Right. Um but that was that was a little fun, little, little nugget of knowledge there that I learned. When I played it, there definitely I, I recognized that I was like, okay, there are some developments, there's some plot here that I don't really understand. Like I can feel the weight of something here that I'm missing and I'm sure happened in the first game. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to to finishing Origins to get that full context, um, to give it that that greater depth whenever i eventually go back and play um odyssey again i do have a question how long does assassin training take
0: um so that's a great question actually and i'll I'll answer it for you because it the answer is it depends Mm. if you are just training the skills and trying to get them through ba- normal means, as long as it would take to become a master of any skill in R. So it would depend on your skill level, how much dedication you want to do it, how much you dedicate to maintaining that. But this is where it gets interesting. So I'm sure you've probably heard mention of the bleeding effect. Yes. Um. So basically that's when... The past basically bleeds over. So this is a little reviewer because we haven't covered this in a while since our first ever episode of the Lorecast, which is the Animus episode. But, and I think you'll find this interesting, the Animus basically creates tiny black holes to move through time. Really? Really? Yes. Or that's at least its predecessor. That's what it did. Because the predecessor is called the Die Glock and it's developed during World War II Germany. And there's this point in there where this guy is experiencing. So basically what happens is his ancestor goes into the Die Glock at the same time his descendant is going into an animus. So he's in the diglock and he's in the Animus and they switch bodies. Really? Right, Hmm. because of some dark matter manipulation thing going on here.
2: I'm not going to even pretend like I have any kind of knowledge of of that, you know, would that be quantum mechanics or something? All it makes me think about is, you know, that the idea that, like, you know, light it's probably bad phrasing, but light carries that information. So, I mean, if you're going into a black hole, like for that, going back and seeing the light before and like to see what exactly happened, because what I think about my understanding of it was like that, that, you know, just that genetic memory from, from all of your ancestors and memory is such a amorphous thing to where it's, you know, it it changes each time you recollect something. So then how do you ever understand whether your own memory is accurate, much less, you know, an ancestor's memory. And it's not like a, an objective um, infallible thing. of This is perfectly accurate, but if it's more in terms of like your pseudo kind of, maybe going back in time a little bit towards like, you're, you are personally reliving these things yourself as if you were them. And that's how, you know, like it is an accurate, you know, recollection of these memories versus um, just, Oh, what did I do? You know, a year ago.
0: Right. But all that being said through the bleeding effect, you can, which is basically like the animus and memories bleeding over into the present to where you can't tell what's present and what's like real.
2: And And get that jump start on your training, and you're like, oh, I just I got all my training done already.
0: So Desmond, in his time, he gets the bleeding effect, and when he's going through Ezio's memories, he basically inherits. It's like memory achievement unlocked, master assassin skills, and now he has those. Which no, did you did you ever watch the show Chuck? Yes. Like, you know, when yeah. he oh, yes, 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 yes. We're like, yeah,
2: no, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're saying there, where he just like
0: unlocks this knowledge in his head. And then he knows it. That's kind of what it's like.
2: I I never found out whatever happened to Desmond. I hope he's okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. I'll, I'll look forward to seeing him again. Maybe he'll pop up in Mirage or something. So, that's the team.
0: That's the team. They all kind of got various skills and stuff. And, like, Layla has... It's not as, like, thorough as Desmond, but she's not really trying. Part of the reason with Desmond is that he literally follows Ezio through assassin training. So, like, he experiences the memories of Ezio training to be an assassin. I gotcha. So, that's partly why his is... Better. So, basically, there's a little presser in like this background that we've been talking about. So, Layla works for Abstergo at the start of Assassin's Creed Origins, and she's doing animus work and animus memory. And so, after that, after the events of Assassin's Creed Origin, where William Miles finds her and recruits her, she goes to Quebec, where she wants to find the lost histories of Herodotus, which I, I mean, which he's one of the first recorded historians that we know of, um, at least from a Western perspective. I'm sure there are other recorded histories in not Greco-Roman, Western European areas, but I don't know what they are.
2: <laughs> he's, he is, I think you're you're very much right, at least in terms of our, like, Western culture. He is one of the the first or the very earliest, um, historians that like the records, we still have them that haven't been lost or destroyed. Um, I also just very much love his, his character in Odyssey. It's one of my favorite.
0: Yes. Um, and so he has this book that's called the lost histories, which he talks, there's a lot of mythology in there. There's a lot of, if this is an actual text, like it's not a, Just made up thing. And so after reading through these, obviously with their person who is fluent in ancient Greek, which is not easy. That is not an easy language to read. Layla decides they need to find the staff of Hermes and the Spear of Leonidas. And so she puts together a team. And so she's trying to put together a team. Now, she has met obviously she's met some assassins so she's met charlotte de la cruz who is unfortunately deceased she's met arend and harlan cunningham um who are married but they are not out of commission they're basically like now we're too sad so we're not gonna go and then really Kyoshi is the only one she can recruit right away because Kyoshi's like i've got to do something i've got to do something with my hands i got to be active otherwise i'm going to go crazy Um, And so she recruits him and then she starts recruiting these other people. And given the ancient Greek thing, basically, William Miles is like, you can have Alana too, but she's not going with you, which I wish Shelby was here because this is real growth we see from William Miles, because William Miles has been known to be very like, what's the word I'm looking for?
2: Controlling.
0: Not well, yes, controlling, but like without regard to assassin safety, he makes decisions like without considering assassin safety. So now he's making them with considering assassin safety. So you know, we can have the butterfly meme. You know, uh, is this growth? Is this character growth? This character, Due growth. regard for other people's lives and safety. But of, but of course, Shelby's not here when we talk about the potential character growth of William Miles.
2: Yeah, she'll catch up. Yes. She can um, listen to the episode when she's ready.
0: She can. She can. So we actually don't know much about how they find this book or where they get it or where they find Because it, it sounds like they find like an original manuscript, which I studied the Bible. That's finding original manuscripts. Like we don't have any original manuscripts of things. We have copies. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Rosetta Stone is its original, but who knows? Like we don't have, we don't know if we have these originals or if they're copies or whatever. So that's a big deal that they find and they find the spear of Leonidas and they basically get all kinds of events to where they can, she can relive the memories of Cassandra or Alexios. And that's where we're going to stop for our mid break. uh, And then we'll pick up with the events of the game and then some discussion questions.
1: So we're going to go in the middle of the show. Shoot! Shoot the flying demon! Malaka! 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 I get the sense you two are ill fit for whatever it is you're plotting. <laughs> this one takes
2: us for a fool, brother. We sons of Ragnar have this well under control. No,
0: we do not.
1: Sons of Ragnar. I know of many. But never have I heard of dull and duller.
0: So, welcome to the middle of the show, where we say thank you. Thank you to our patrons, and that you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash aclorecast, I almost said, slash DA lorecast. this is not the Dragon Age lorecast, this is the Assassin's Creed lorecast. And so you can join us there. You can also leave us ratings and reviews on Spotify, and we will do, we do have some ratings and reviews to read, but I'm going to let Shelby do that next episode because that's her thing to do and so but if you want to leave us five stars and some words we will read them out on the future episode a future episode of the show also you can come hang out with us on discord you can find me and cash on discord we hang out we talk we talk about assassin's creed we talk about dragon age we talking a lot about star wars just because it's been a star wars kind of two weeks other than that you can come and hang out and talk with us see pictures of all the dogs All the dogs. Our dog, Cassius' dog, other people's dog, other people's cats. But other than that, you can join us. You can find all those links and all that information at CupsPodcasting.com, which is our website that you can go check out. And so that's it. So I think we
1: can get back into the episode. Me, Hatham, I come in Peace. Why are you speaking so slow? <sighs> Sorry. What? Um I I was told you could train me. No.
2: Go away! I'm
1: not leaving. Bianca! Bianca! Is everything alright? What do you think? Look at this place, and poor Bianca, if something's happened to her. Aha! Oh, my darling. Thank God you're alright. Ezio, meet Bianca. Bianca, Ezio.
0: Charmed. So... Basically, this is where we get into the game, what we've experienced in the main dig story for their cell. So, oftentimes when we talk about these assassin cells, there's a lot of moving parts, there's a lot of people in play, there's a lot of things going on. This is not the case because it's the game. Your main perspective is Layla and what's going on with Layla. So, we don't really know much. We know Layla is exploring the memories of Cassandra or Alexios. Cassandra is the canon choice based on the novel, but it's your world. If you want it to be Alexios, you can be, it can be Alexios. So there's a lot of like her going in and trying, she is very like laser focused into finding this spear. And that's kind of like the personality of Layla is she is very much just like, okay, I've decided to do this thing and now we're going to do this thing and nothing's going to stop me from doing this thing. And so this leads to a lot of conflict between Victoria and Layla. Like Victoria's like, slow down. Like It's dangerous to push through. Like, you'll have this bleeding effect. You'll have all this thing go on. And it's just a big, bad time. Like, And so she explores the memories and they find Atlantis there. And so Layla goes down to Atlantis to try to find and do that. And she runs into another than Cassandra or Alexios, who has lived this entire time because of the staff of Hermes. And so I want to pause here. Like, Cash, what was your reaction when your I assume Alexios walked out in the suit and with the staff.
2: Well the very, very first immediate reaction was damn he really, He looks really good in that suit. <laughs> and then the second one was um is is this a dream? Is did she get hit in the head? Like how is he here? How is he not dead? Um and then pain was the third reaction just that emotional lovely emotional pain
0: yes also the
2: realization that i mean whoever whoever is is your is your person the fact that like they had to be alive for you know two thousand years to get to that moment and i just can't wrap my head around the the mental strain that would have on the psyche um because i mean Pythagoras was, you know, his life was extended by the staff for a couple of hundred years at most, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, that's a massive difference.
0: Right. And so the Peloponnesian War happens around the 5th, 4th century BCE. We don't really know because the historical uh, records are not as accurate as ours are as today like to like this happened and may 2nd 2023 at 2 p- 233 p.m and 33 seconds and 40 nanoseconds you know like just i'm sure that's how your courtroom documents are notated very nearly that very very close yes um but that's not how it is it's just like this happened when this person was the ruler of this area yeah, And so we don't know. So that's at least. It's at least 2,500 years that she's alive. Yeah. Which we kind of think about like when you're, if you're alive for thousands of years and her memory seems to be intact. Like that's to remember. I have trouble remembering a week ago.
2: Maybe the staff helps, you know, yeah. to, to keep it all held together. Um. The the other thing about that that I think is very fascinating is, you know, the over that span of history, there are a lot of developments and technological developments, societal developments. Um, the world just looks totally different. But the speed that things really take off and start to change from, like, I mean, this is super conservative, but I'd say you know the 1600s to to the present day, even more so from like the, you know the the early 19th century. You know, you get into the 1800s, you go through the, um, you, you know, you go through the. Um, oh my God, my brain is blanking right now. Which which revolution that was? The um, with with French? coal and no, like the the technological revolution.
0: Oh, the Industrial Revolution.
2: Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, Just, I mean, imagine going from living in ancient Greece and then, you know, I mean, even if you go up to, like, you know, 1000 AD, it's, there have been developments, but it's, you know, you don't have cell phones or anything like that. Like, you don't have, like, there aren't guns um, versus, you know, from the 1800s to the present day. And then it's, like, cassandra having to figure out how to use a damn cell phone
0: right or even think about like i think about like just you know in cassandra's day like the most like devastating thing with like the greek military style and like maybe maybe some kind of siege engine maybe to go from that and watch like humanity develop from like Flinging rocks at each other to dropping the atomic bomb, like yeah, I don't think I could stick around. I'd be like, I mean, this is this world needs to go. Like I'm done.
2: Yeah, maybe we should have just let everything just burn down. This is we we need to go backwards, people.
0: Right. Yes, backwards. Let's go back to flinging rocks at each other.
2: And imagine like the the whiplash that it would be to to be reliving these memories, you know, and, and especially to such a degree, you know, just fully investing yourself in them for long periods of time, and then having to come out of that and go back to, you know, to the modern world. And I imagine that both has to be both just a, a very strong whiplash, but I also kind of question if that escape from modern life, if it could, you know, how addictive that feeling might be.
0: Yeah, I don't it would be interesting and i would be interested interested to know like how much like how many patterns has cassandra seen repeated throughout history like how many times has she seen the same basically the same scenario play out but just slightly different or with different players different names and faces hmm. It's fun. So eventually Layla does get the staff from Cassandra and sh- that passes. And then Cassandra or Alexios like fades into dust. Like she gets basically Thanosed, And uh, Layla is now what's called the heir of memories, which we will find out in a little bit. So Layla starts hearing the staff talk. And we talked about this in our staff of Hermes episode the staff holds the consciousness of Alethea, Anisu. So her consciousness lives in the staff of Hermes. So it's starting to talk to Layla and it's starting to talk to Cassandra Alexios back in the past as well. And it talks about unlocking Atlantis to basically going through the trials of Atlantis and the trials of the keeper to basically unlock the potential of the staff. So Layla basically experiences she goes into the Animus to experience Cassandra experiencing simulations. So there's a simulation. It's like an Inception moment. You got an, it's a, a simulation within a simulation, like, which is all kinds of crazy, which is interesting to me because basically what Cassandra Alexios does is they experience the history of the Isu But because of their interaction with it, it's all framed through the Greek mythology understanding. So it looks like Elysium and the fields of punishment in Atlantis, because that's the Peloponnesian Greek understanding of the world. Which I just think is really, really interesting. And so she goes through these trials and each time she kind of has more and more of this bleeding effect. But one of the biggest things that kind of gets into her is Layla experiences a memory because she goes in to experience Deimos's memories because the staff of Leonidas or the spear of Leonidas has both person's DNA on it. So whoever you choose, she goes in and experiences the Deimos side of it. And there's so much rage and hatred in that experience that it starts to bleed over into Layla and she starts to lose control. And she's being influenced by the staff of Hermes to also leave, uh, lose control. And so unfortunately, she kind of like goes toe to toe with Victoria over this. She's like, you got to stop. Like, this is too much. I don't trust this person. I don't trust any of this. I don't trust anything. And they have this argument and Layla kills Victoria by accident. She reaches out to that and she throws her across with the staff and kills her. And Alethea is basically like, we're not going to do anything anymore because I think this was a mistake. You obviously can't control yourself. And there's a whole thing and they, they pull back. Well, eventually Alethea is like, well, someone has to do this and you're the only one. So they go back and they experience the last memory. And then basically... After they experience the last simulation, which is the fate of Atlantis, where you're in Atlantis, Otto Berg comes up. And Cashew might, for you who don't listen or just listening here, Otto Berg is like the Templar boogeyman for assassins. Like he just shows up. When he shows up, assassins die. That's just the... So he and Layla have it out and Layla ends up paralyzing him. She stabs him in the back and he is incapacitated and after that, she basically is able to contact her team on the Altair 2, and they come down. But the team is not happy, and they're not happy with her. There's a lot of tension kind of going on there, and they don't really know what to do. And they split up. They don't try the other team, Alana and Kiyoshi, no longer trust Layla. They don't want to work with her. They split up and they go their separate ways. And Layla is kind of left alone. Well, William Miles, again, with his character to growth, says, "Okay, this is bad. So he brings in some old friends, which is Sean Hastings and Rebecca Crane, to come and deal with Layla and everything that's going on, which is where we pick up in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And we will talk about that with our next cell. And so that's it. So just general thoughts for you, Cash, on Layla and her team.
2: I really liked it. I I liked the, from um, somebody with a, a limited um, knowledge of the games all in between, like the start up to the most recent three games. I liked the, that team element to it. It brought a little bit more sense of like camaraderie, greater sense of like, Okay, you know, if I'm if I am leaving the animus, there is some character development to do. Um I I like to, you know, seeing that the modern day brotherhood now they're interacting with each other and getting a better understanding of that. Um one note that I wanna throw in there about the the Alethea and the staff being like, Oh, when when Layla loses control, it's kind of shitty for somebody some God, that's stretching the uh, Isaac Asimov rule of, like, you know, math, science and technology is so advanced, it's indistinguishable from magic. And then being like, oh, I'm sorry, you couldn't handle this trauma that you just suddenly got thrown into? Mm, maybe you're not the right person for this job. No, that's fuck that.
0: Yeah, um, the Isu have never been ones to really really care about what the consequences of their actions.
2: Hmm. Didn't work out so well for them, I'm assuming.
0: And did not. It did not. Gotta care about other people. Yes, yes, you do. Um, some of them do. Some of them are better than others. Um, but so yeah, I'm assuming. Uh, other than that, I just thought your thoughts on the modern day we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but just more thoughts on your modern day story, just kinda of as someone who only really experienced a modern day story from the lens of Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
2: I I enjoyed it and I am I'm excited for it. I am intrigued knowing that like they jump around from from group to group, person to person, cell to cell, seems like every few games, um, I'm sure this is by no means a, um, uh, you know, an original idea or anything like that, but it does make me kind of question of like, are they driving towards an Assassin's Creed game that's like set entirely during present day? Um, Just like building, like, you're already establishing all of these building blocks and then bringing them together for one game, like it's, you know, one potential direction. Um, Me personally, I don't know how much I would, I would like that. If I had like the full emotional weight to it, I think I would really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But for me, a lot of like being pulled into a lot of these games is the, um, is that historical setting and context.
0: Absolutely. And I think that, I don't think the modern storyline is going anywhere. Like, I don't think they're going to take it out entirely. But I also don't think they're going to give us a whole game about it. Because their whole shtick is that it's about experiencing history from this, like, historical fiction, science fiction kind of experience. And right now, like, Assassin's Creed is starting to do a lot, like, with the um discovery tours where you experience the world from a historical perspective and learn about it and other things like that like those are starting to be used in schools and other places around there to like actually experience time periods and other things like that from a more interactive thing so i think to take away i think to take away either takes away what assassin's creed is because i do think that the modern day kind of adds stakes to the story in a way like when you're just experiencing the historical thing you're like well like we know what happens like this has already happened nothing we're gonna do is going to matter for the outcome of the story but it will matter for the outcome of the modern day story Mm mm-hmm do you have any last thoughts before we kind of wrap up
2: one last thing i can't wait to find out what desmond was doing that kept him so busy that he couldn't come help layla like everyone else did i'm sure is a really good excuse just probably at the grocery store or something
0: yeah sure (laughs) Right, just have to play the games and find out. How do you not know? You have to know.
2: I have no knowledge at all.
0: Okay, are you pulling my leg? You this was this is something you would do, where you would act like you know nothing. Just
2: no spoilers, no, no spoilers, please. No, I'm not gonna
0: spoil. But you would do that. You would act, you would gaslight me to act like you know nothing. You would no do that Now, now I'm paranoid. But yeah, so if you don't have any other thoughts, like, thanks for being in here. You want to tell people where they can find you and hang out with you and do all kinds of stuff?
2: Yeah, I am notoriously a wallflower online and social media. So I do not post anything on my own or anything like that. But I am very active in the Discord. The Cups Discord It is one of the best places on the Internet. Um, We have a fantastic, awesome time. Um, and if you are listening to this, if you have not joined the Discord, you absolutely should. The best time to do it it was yesterday. The second best time is right now, and I promise you, you will not regret it.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for that. Um, are you saying that being a part of the Discord is a perk of being a wallflower?
2: No, I'm not saying that. I'm not. Because like if you join the Discord, I did. I caught it. But if you join the Discord, don't be a you can be a wallflower if you want to, but you also don't have to be a wallflower. We'd love for you to participate and engage with everyone.
0: All right. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for filling in and being my uh, tag team here. And thank you all for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We will see you next time.
1: Listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at ACLoreCast.
0: If you have any lore questions or topics to unpack, join our Cubs Podcasting and More Discord server. It's the best place on the internet. You can also support us financially through our Patreon. Find us on patreon.com slash Assassin's Creed Lorecast. The Assassin's Creed Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode's description.
1: If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, make sure you give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Assassin's Creed broadcast. And always remember, Assassins, stay in the shadows to serve the light.
0: So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember...
1: Swooping.